This is episode number 289 of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. We're so excited to have you with us on this episode of To Birth and Beyond. I'm Jesse Mundell, mom, kinesiologist, and fitness coach to pregnant and current moms. And I'm Anita Lambert, mom, pelvic health and orthopedic physiotherapist with a focus on women's health. On the show, we provide information and education on fitness, the pelvic floor, fertility, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and women's health. We offer a brave space to have candid and vulnerable conversations on the struggles and joys of motherhood, including all aspects of our physical, mental, and emotional health. While you're listening in, please remember that the information on the show is not meant to diagnose or treat any medical conditions. Please speak with your medical provider for all things related to your healthcare. We're so excited to have you. Let's dive into today's show. Hi friends, it's Jesse. In this episode, you're going to hear a conversation between myself and our Two Pregnancy and Beyond member, Carla. And it was just so fun to sit down with Carla and to have a really honest conversation about body image, experiencing your body change through pregnancies and postpartum and as you age. And, you know, what that can be like, the highs and the lows of it, and the fact that we both still struggle at times with our body image, but also how we can use exercise to really support us through big transitions in our bodies and within our lives too. So Carla is a mom of two. She has a demanding job in a profession that is fast moving and quick changing, And she has a full life. And it was just really fun to uh, chat with her about how she uses exercise to prioritize her own care and the ways and the examples that she gives us of how she boundaries that care was just really a delight. So listen in to this conversation with myself and Carla to Pregnancy and Beyond, our online fitness coaching program for pregnancy, postpartum, and parents is not currently open yet, but it will be again in August. And you can throw your name on the wait list at the link in the show notes to be the first to know when we are accepting new members into the program. All right, enjoy. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of To Birth and Beyond. It's Jesse Mundell. And today we're so lucky to have Carla joining us, who is a To Pregnancy and Beyond member. So in our pregnancy and postpartum fitness coaching program. And Carla's here today just to give us some insight and some chat into her experience within the program and why she chose to pregnancy and beyond and just yeah talk through your pregnancy postpartum and parenting experiences and how to pregnancy and beyond has kind of fit into that so thanks Carla thanks for being here yeah thanks so much for having me I'm excited to um, chat with you today Jesse, and uh, provide you know, a little like snippet into uh, my life and hopefully that resonates with somebody else. Yes. Thank you so much. And it's so nice to actually see your face because this is the thing with working online. (laughs) (laughs) We don't get to like, of course I see your face on social media and in the Facebook group, but to actually like see you and get to talk to you is just so, so fun. So before we jumped on, I was just looking back to see when you actually officially joined us. And it was just over a year ago in the program. Mm -hmm. So tell me what's happened over the last year for you with exercise and why you came into the program. 
and where you are now with exercise and experiencing your body. Okay, so great questions. I may need you to kind of repeat the series of questions. Um, and I will actually say my uh, journey through your programming actually began more than a year ago. So one of my close girlfriends um, connected me with your social media. So through Instagram and had highlighted kind of, I think it was your running program that she was kind of getting into. And so then I looked up you, I looked up your, your programs. And at that point I wasn't ready to commit to like a monthly program. Um, and, uh, but I noticed you had your, like the one time program that went through like 12 weeks of, of like exercises. I can't remember yes. the name of it too strong and beyond. And I saw That's that was two years ago that you got into that one. Yeah. So I, so I, I purchased that one, um, given that I was pretty self-directed. Uh, and at that point I would have been probably, uh, four, four and a half years postpartum with my first, uh, it would have been during pandemic times. And we were looking to find opportunities to, uh, nest exercise in our home base. Um, and that was kind of new to us in a sense. So uh, we, yeah, both me and my husband were looking to do that. And I found your program and said, this is great. This is exactly what I want. It's self-directed. I do have knowledge of, you know, basic exercise techniques and somewhat of my body. And uh, so I started with that. And as at the same time, we were, um, working on our journey towards a second kid, which I, at that point, I would have been 40, and, or mm, I might have been, yeah, close to being 40, and it was uh, a bit of a journey uh, to conceive our second, and so exercise was a piece that uh, was really important to, for uh, not only, you know, all of the body benefits, but also the emotional and mental health pieces that we really took a toll uh, through our fertility journey to have our second. And um, so it was one piece of that puzzle. And then I was, uh, I got pregnant. Nope, then it was a year ago. And then I got pregnant. I was still doing the exercises. And then it was just too hot. I was too big. And I was like, this baby needs to come out. Uh, so paused on that. And then that brought me to having my son uh, in October of uh, 2021. And, um, you know, babies are life-changing, whether it's your first or your fifth. And uh, he uh, rocked my world. He, there's a reason like they, he, the second child is the reason they make parenting books. So, um, in terms of, uh, really struggling with balancing, um, two kids, uh, the one had just started school, uh, Connor was a really intense baby and, um, recognizing that my mental health was tanking. So uh, working through lots of other supports that support mental health and that exercise was a key piece that, um, you know, you know, working with my healthcare team was like, we need to start exercising again. So that led me to your program opening and um, saying, okay, this is great. There's this monthly accountability. It's, I also thrive on change. So I liked that things changed up from the strong and beyond where I kept going back to the ones where I stopped, but this was like, nope, here's a new one. Here's a new one, which I liked a lot. Um, 
And so that kind of got me enrolled in the the newer ones, <laughs> I guess. Cool. Oh my gosh, Kay, there's so many things I want to ask you. So how old is your your youngest now? My youngest is 20 months. 20 months. So yeah. I've been back at work. I took a year leave and I went back to work at the end of September, beginning of October. Yeah. So you're in wild toddler times mm-hmm. with that one. Yeah. Big that's feelings. It's a lot. That's a lot. I just also love what you mentioned about supporting your mental health through that time period of early postpartum. And of course, now and hopefully forever to come, exercise can be a thing. How have you found that to support you in your early postpartum and parenting journey using exercise to support your mental health? What does it do for you? So it's it's like multifaceted, like anything. So you know, you can kind of deconstruct it to say, you know, doing the exercise, um, for me, I struggle to do it in a space where the kids are around. Like that doesn't work for me because part of the exercise is me getting to focus on me and that break from those kids and not having to have my attention, um, you know, pulled in different directions. Like I use, I guess what I'm trying to say is that I use exercise as a mechanism to kind of decompress, um, digest from the day, um, settle in, refocus. And I, I struggle to do that in the presence of my kids. Um, so as much as your program is, is tailored to be like, you can do this with your kids, like I need that space. But what I love about that is that the exercise routine that you have pulled together is maximum 25 minutes for me, even if I go for the full reps. So for me to say to my partner, my husband, my mother-in-law, if she comes over, I can say, all I need is 25 minutes for you to be upstairs with these kids. And I can just be down here. Even if I hear wildness (laughs) and attention, it's only going to take me 25 minutes. And that balancing with the guilt of like, I'm taking 25 minutes for me is manageable in that postpartum world, knowing how hard it is to like, you know, take care of a fussy, fussy baby and having like a five-year-old that is like wonderful, but still has needs. um, I find really, really worked well for me in terms of the exercise uh, component that it gave me a rationale to request time for myself. And then it pulled me into moving my body, getting the endorphins, all of those physical, biophysical things that supported my mental health, gave me a break from the kids, you know, and made me feel um, that I deserved rest. I don't know if that makes any sense that I have done something for my body. It's, and this is something I'm working on. Um, you don't need to earn your rest, but I felt by moving my body by the end of the day, when I crashed for the hour that I got before kids between kids being in bed and then a next one waking up, I got time to rest because I had moved my body and I didn't feel like a sloth at the end of the day. Yes, absolutely. And we were just talking about this too. Your work is intense. You need to be on, you are you know, your day is a high level of thought and output. So to have also that exercise time be like, move the stress, 
come down, like transition back into or into mom mode, parent mode, life mode. Do you find that to be helpful too? Yeah, absolutely. And there were times I've played around with what is the like optimum time to, uh, to exercise? Um, and like, is it over? So now that I'm transitioned back to work, is it, and I'm working from home partially, is the best time to take it over my lunch hour? Or is it the best time for me to do it after dinner, before bath? Do I need that break from the kids to kind of power through um, and give me some energy to do things once the kids are in bed, whether, whether it's like tidy the house, you know, whatever, just stay awake a little bit longer. Um, or is it better to do the exercise um, once the kids are in bed, take a moment and say, okay, now I'm decompressing. So I've worked on those different three, kind of three different time stamps to figure out where is it. And there's really no right one. I think to me, it's like just being able to identify that there are different parts of the day that I could could do that. And then if lunch gets busy, I can switch it to another day, just having that flexibility to know. Yeah, cool. Another thing that I love that you mentioned is setting these boundaries around your care and your well-being and making the ask of other people to step in so that you are able to care for yourself. It's one of the things that I just love so much and it's why I encourage moms and parents to exercise is because it is a practice of making your needs a family value. And Mm -hmm. so that you do this and you're asking whoever might be around like, hey, I need this time for me. That's the part that I almost love the most. That's the part that I think is so powerful and empowering for us is to say, and to have our children seeing us say, mom needs this right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, uh, I agree with that. And I think that I like at the end of the day, whatever motivates, motivates you, motivates you right to getting exercise. And for me, it's, there's the two things it's a fulfilling my needs that I have. And, uh, that makes me a better parent because of it. So in the moment, in the day, I can be better version, uh, a more patient version, a more silly version of myself. Um, but then the, the other place where I, you know, think that's selfish because that is a valid feeling of being selfish to ask those things. The other motivator is to be like, my job is to model these things. So coming to your point of like, so it's a family value and you're modeling this behavior and boundaries with your children. I think about would I want my daughter to do exactly what I'm doing now and feel the way I'm feeling in terms of the guilt and the stress. And it's like, absolutely not. Right. So if I can show her that it is okay to ask your partner and your family to do these things and set the expectation that not only ask, but like it's a right to do this, um, then yes, then that's my driver to be like, I want my daughter to know what a healthy relationship looks like with my partner, with my family and with yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. My oldest, who is a girl, she's almost eight. And I think about this more and more too, as she's getting a little bit older and what I want for her and what I want her to feel. And 
I don't want her to be crushed by her life one day. Like that is not a thing that I want her to experience. And of course we all have times of overwhelm and high stress, but I don't want that for her. And I need to practice that myself on an ongoing, consistent basis of actually enjoying my life. So interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Last couple of things I want to ask you you did have exercise experience coming into two pregnancy and beyond. Had you had much strength training experience? Yeah. And the funny part is, is um, (laughs) my, uh, yes. So in terms of strength, it had really been focused on, um, or I learned things uh, through uh, physiotherapy because Uh, I've had lots of surgeries in my life. I have um, really lax muscles. And so I'm prone to sprains. I'm prone to injuries. So uh, between all the parts of my body over the years that have required physio, I have like this whole body strengthening program. (laughs) So um, I do understand the basics. Uh, We have had gym memberships in the past. Um, and, uh, the other piece that, uh, helps was just body awareness and understanding your body and limits. Whereas I had done a yoga and really, um, at a really like very novice rudimentary pro- like classes. So, but that helped bring body awareness of like, Oh, I can't do this, but I can try to modify it this way. Um, but it, I would say, you know, very much beginner beginner maybe to intermediate in terms of knowledge of um of just strength training pieces okay awesome and then the other thing that I love that you mentioned because this is how I identify as an exerciser too is just very self-directed like going to a class and having someone tell me what to do that's not a thing that I want in my life at this point I think maybe I'll could enjoy a little bit of that in the many years to come but For now, I just want the plan. I want to do it when I am able to do it. I want to do the thing and be done with it. Not like waiting on times, gym classes, et cetera. And it sounds like for right now, that fits with your life too. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it fits with, yes, the lifestyle, the time management, uh, but also the... um, uh, how I operate in terms of being able to, uh, I like that I can tailor it to myself and, you know, not be surrounded by people who are operating at a higher fitness level for that day. Right. Uh, I, so I like that I'm, I'm, I'm really doing it and for myself and, you know, today I'm going to do the four rep set, uh, to the next day, I'm only going to do the three and that's Okay. I don't have someone barking at me to, you know, push it. (laughs) (laughs) I know people yelling at me, coaches yelling. I'm like, no, thank you. (laughs) No, No, that's not the motivation right now. It doesn't motivate me. Okay. And last question for you. Has relationship to your body and body image been a tricky thing for you in the past? And follow-up question do you feel like where you are at now is in a comfy spot with your body or how would you define that okay so yes um you know body image has been um a huge uh thing 
uh, through my like adult life. So like 18, 17, 18 plus to quote Julia Roberts from Notting Hill. I've been hungry since I've been 18. Um, and, and I do feel that way. Um, my fitness levels have varied uh, over the last 20 years for sure. Um, and I think that in this, the last six years of two pregnancies um, and, you know, two postpartums actively going through now um, has been wild and being able to like physically look at your body um, and see what it can do, what it has done and how that, you know, has reflected like physically in my body is is a challenge uh, based on what, you know, my body looked like before that. Um, and it's not just that there are lots of intersections with age, right, too, and, and where I am in my life and all of the things that are happening as I get older, right? So uh, it's not like point in time. It, you don't stop aging because you just have babies. It's like tenfold. So, uh, so yes, so yes, from the body image perspective, and am I in a good space? You know, we're working on it. I think uh, one of the biggest things that I've realized that helps me um, be in my body is knowing that I have done everything I can in the sense of like supporting my body, supporting my mental health. Um, and if this is, if this is physically how I appear when those things are all aligned, then that makes me feel okay in my body. But if I know I haven't like, you know, ate the best and I haven't been moving my body and like works from really stressed and I look like this, then it's like, ooh. Um, and they could look the exact same. It's kind of an appearance piece. And then the other piece too is just being able to exist in my body outside of my home, you know, with like being able to clothe myself, right? And like looking at how that that happens so it's yeah anyways that's just been it's it's a journey yeah thank you for that I feel so much the same you know yesterday I was having a weird body image day which still comes up from time to time I was at the gym and lifting weights doing my two pregnancy and beyond plan and it just really hit me that the thing that helps me to feel the most back in my body and okay about my body again is lifting weights and mm -hmm. like you said, doing those things to just care for myself, to care for my body, my body looks the same. The size and the shape are the same on the day, regardless of if I have taken care of myself or I haven't taken care of myself. But it is the feeling of agency that that gives me that changes the perspective and changes psychologically how I feel about my body, which is just such a powerful thing. And I'm so grateful that we are in a place where we at least have the tools to know what to do, to take the next right step and to not spiral out and go back to our potentially old ways of restricting and doing wild things for our bodies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's so true. And even, um, even if it's not for me, like lifting weights, even if I just go for a walk, I was like, I have moved my body today and that is better than I was 20 minutes ago. Yeah. So I'm really trying to uh, take what you're saying with respect to that agency and say, it's the feeling that it gives you um, to be able to be in a better place of acceptance of, of where we're at. 
beautiful. Thank you, Carla. If there's anything you would say to people who are thinking of two pregnancy and beyond, what would you tell them? Um, I would say um, I have always uh, loved your uh, messaging uh, about this. Uh, and I even talked to my therapist slash counselor about it, that you gave you give permission to exercise where you're at. So, and where you're at can be uh, no bra, uh, kids running around and have like been in your pajamas for two hours. You don't need to wear running shoes. You don't need to wear a sports bra. You don't need to have these. It's like, it's meeting. It's, it's how you have positioned the program. I'm going to be honest. And it's giving permission to change the expectations around what exercise looks like. And in the moment of the actual routines, I get a full body workout. Like you target the right areas. And just when I think I'm like, oh, I don't want to stand anymore. The next exercise is lying down. And I was like, <laughs> amazing. This is exactly what I needed. It's very well thought out. And I, I know I've, I've said that to you through DMs that it's just so intentional and well thought out. It's like the next thing is exactly what you need. And um, it lets you live your life. You are not exhausted to go about your day because it needs to be supportive of your life, uh, not take away from your life. Mm, So good. Thank you. I appreciate it. I love talking with you and uh, yeah, I'm just delighted that you're a member with us. It's been great. Well, thanks for having me today. I'm glad you reached out. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. You can find any links or resources we discussed in the show notes at tobirthandbeyond.com. And if you enjoyed today's show, we would love for you to leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to the To Birth and Beyond podcast in iTunes or Stitcher. 